Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome everybody to Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 242. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around, boom. Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we're at. And you know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And you know, it's important to me. And I get encouraged by talking with regular guys, spiritual guys that are out there slugging it out, meeting challenges daily, just like me. And that's why we're here. And we're on this No Church Answers Tour, and we're glad you've joined us. And because of that, our half-hour TV show, No Church Answers, is available 24-7 on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com. Their streaming service, Roku Channel. And if you're in the Atlanta area, it is airing Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. on WYGA. And, of course, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So please rate our podcast and leave a review. And without any further ado, my name is Bill Cox. And I would like to, at this time, introduce the panel and we have a great uh, lesson that we're on. We're talking about uh, watch your mouth, something that your mom would want to be. She'd be proud that you Did were you studying. you say watch or watch? Watch. Watch. Watch your mouth. Remember, watch, watch. washing your mouth wa- may be appropriate, too, so, you know. And at this time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel that's going to lead us through this. And uh, He's an Uber driver, and he's also uh, sells an adult beverage or two at the uh, ball games. But man, that might be delayed. Has a great Sunday school adult Bible fellowship class. Very dynamic guy. Mr. Earl Lloyd is here. Earl. Earl. And he is a former prosecutor. Is an attorney, so he could throw the book at you, or uh, you know, defend you. Just depends on what he wants to do. We call him the judge, kind of the group historian, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hi, everyone. And a kind of the group theologian. We call him the professor. He is a world-class trainer. Robert Koshu is here. Hey, Robert. Hello, Robert. Hello, everybody. And you might have noticed that I did not say professional gambler and show producer, Mr. Steve Titch. <clears throat> and he is not here. And this is an excused absence. He had his rotator cuff surgery, so he's probably not going to be a fastball pitcher. Uh, probably going to be throwing curveballs, but uh, I hear he's going to be rehabbing at uh, some of the gambling tables. And he so. can't throw some of his great expressions at us. <laughs> hey, that's right. That's right. But Steve, uh, uh, we miss you, and we're uh, that's right. you know, and hope that you have a speedy recovery. And so, and if you want to uh, see us, make sure you take an, the opportunity to see us on Preach the Word Network TV. The No Church Answers, we've done almost 13, but almost a half a season. So um, 
and it's pretty awesome. So, and with that, we're going to go ahead and go around the room and get the uh, fellows' uh, insight. Let's start with Professor Koshu. So, we're still in James, and we're in a probably what gets quoted more than in, almost any other scripture except maybe John 3.16 is the tongue. You know, it, people talk about it. They use it. I, I think the key to this to this whole thing is really more the first verse of the 3, 1 through 12 that Bill's going to read here in a minute because the tongue is very powerful. It's powerful in good ways and powerful in bad ways. And we're going to explore that this evening. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, uh, there's actually two sections to this, folks. Uh, James 3, 1 through 12, I think Robert said that. If you want to get out your Bible and follow with us. The first one is teaching, which Robert referred to, because uh, three or four of the guys here are teachers, and uh, it's very, very blunt as far as what they should and should not say. You have to be careful with what you speak. But the second portion of it is, is as Robert stated, uh, folks, you cannot tame the tongue. We can, we can tame uh, tigers, lions, we can tame killer whales, but we cannot tame the tongue of a person. That's very interesting. In fact, let, real quick, I'm going to read from the, the book. The, uh, the actual, this is one of the best lessons we've had, and we're in the Connect 360 series, where the author actually hits a lot of common sense things in his description of the lesson and is talking about me. And we've talk, we mentioned this earlier in uh, some podcasts. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's an old rhyme we heard as we were children. Our parents and others would use that while we were growing up to tell us uh, it can't hurt you if someone makes fun of you at school and hurts your feelings. Uh, this, this author says, in turn, I've used this while parenting. The truth of the matter is words really do hurt. The, they do, Folks, they do hurt emotionally if you let them hurt you. You learn not to let them hurt you. you let them, my mother said let, let them run off like water on a duck's back. But they can hurt you emotionally. So, so, but they won't hurt you physically. They won't hurt your skin. And, and hurtful words are remembered and they sting for a long time. Again, when you're first hearing these and you're learning how to deal with them when you're uh, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, whatever it is, maybe middle school. But have you ever been in a situation where you said something and you realize you should not have said it? Uh, yeah, me have. I'll tell you, they're right off, right quick. The problem is you learn that you cannot pull it back. Right. Once you say it, it's out there. It's gone. You can ask forgiveness for it, but you can't ask for forgetfulness for it. Bill and I was talking. We're talking about that just when we started the class. Um, anyway, a couple of more statements, real quick, and then we'll go on. Brash statements, like I said, can be forgiven, but they cannot be forgiven, forgotten if the person, if they're brash enough, they're hard enough. Uh, teaching, we will help be held accountable if we do teach the truth even though we think we pardon me if we teach something that's not the truth even though we think it's the truth we can help be held accountable for that later in other words we can accidentally teach something that's not true and we can hurt people later so we have to be careful what we teach whenever we're teaching and uh, finally response when we are clearly instructed throughout the bible to respond softly or kindly if we are confronted by an angry person and statements we make we endure or perceive a situation which makes us angry, we should be careful in how we react to it. Today's lesson is a great subject. I call it the fruit of the tongue. Bill? 
Excellent. Uh, Earl Lloyd. Well, as Robert Kalshu makes mention and Mike makes mention that um, my buddy James, my brother in Christ, he ain't holding no punches. And he's covering everything from favoritism, treating people the right way, and testing and um, uh, temptation. And, and he's covering what the, the thing that is going to be interesting in reference to what we uh, say about the tongue. You know, he just kind of let go. You know, he just, I, I love some of the examples that he used and he compared to the tongue. And one thing he didn't leave out that really kind of got my attention was the little fact that he left about the teachers. Uh, that teachers will be judged a little bit more intensifying than mm. other Christians, and I, I thought, you know, him dropping that nugget before he got to the tongue is uh, is is, is going to be very in, interesting as we uh, get to open this up. Excellent. And with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. This is James three one through twelve. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animal, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. <clears throat> with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring my brothers and sisters can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs neither can a salt spring produce fresh water and with that we're going to go ahead and take our first break we will be back talking about cursing and watching the tongue this is man up this is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, 
or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 242. And we are in the study of James talking about the tongue. And um, <clears throat> the, uh, the fellas all made good points about uh, James talking about <clears throat> about the teachers and stuff. And I think the reason why words hurt so much uh, people is because, especially if it's a person that you really care about, what a person's words are is really an eye into their soul and how they feel about you and value you. So although they might dress the words up but when someone is really emotional and they say something that might be bad, many times that is closer to being true. And that's why we take it hard. Earl Lloyd. It's always, um, it's always, it's always um, good to be careful on how you say it. You know, Mike said something very interesting. Once you put something out there, you can't take it back. It's like, you know, you put a tweet out there, you can't can't take t- take it out, but it, you can put it out there, you can't take it back. You know how you go out to dinner and you want to drink, but it's always uh, mannerable to ask, if I will I offend anybody if I had a drink? Well, yeah. the thing about the tongue, you can't say something and say, is that all right to say? Everything has to go through a process. Right. It's like going through customs. You know, whatever the process is before words come out your mouth, they got to be like fine-tuned. It's like it's like sharpening a pencil, and it's like everything got to come out not only clear, but it's got to come out correct, and not and it's got to come out pleasing to the crowd. And again, whenever you're talking, you try not to offend anybody, and that just takes, you know, that just takes proper uh, 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 inspection as to how, however whatever your system is in reference to your speech, or whatever whenever you write down, or whenever you're making a speech, you got to be. Very, very clear cut that you don't want to say anything to offend anybody. Well, and, 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 and talk about talk about being in the spirit. That that's being in the spirit in reference to speaking correctly. It's all it's always a way to say something with with without offending uh, offending the person. I, I'll say this. Sometimes my wife asks me, "Do you want?" Some sometimes my wife asks me a question. I always. Ask, sometimes I ask her, you want to know the truth, or you want, you want, you want me to tell you what you want to hear, or you want me to tell you the truth? <laughs> right. I can do that with her. That's, but I'm, I'm, that, I'm, that's, that's a true. legit uh, uh, question saying, to ask I, your wife. Saying, and you got to just be careful. You got to be you careful. You want it straight. How, it, it's some people who know how to say something and dress it up, even though it's a criticism, but they know how to say it, and some, and some people don't. Yeah. Some of us are straightforward. And, and, and some people and just know how to be straightforward. I, I, some people just know how to be straightforward. They, they don't know how to be politically correct. Well, I am, but see, there's families that have trained you up in that way. That's correct. <clears throat> For example, my family, I have four sisters, no brothers. And they trained him. <clears throat> and, <laughs> and you would either, and you in my family, you were either ambitious or you would have been ridiculed. On, well, you, you were ridiculed mercilessly anyway. It would have been worse if you were lazy because in my family on the farm that was the ultimate thing but 
you know, of how you would. But here's the, <coughs> the thing about it is people communicate many different ways. It's not just uh, verbally. You know, you do it with your actions and, and, and all sorts of things. And it's just it's amazing to me to, that we rely so much on just verbal communications and I verbally if you have a debate with someone you might prove you're right but very rarely do you change a person's mind with a mm. verbal debate mm. yep and that rarely happens and my dad used to say yeah I hate to keep bringing him up <coughs> a quiet fool is half sage He's smart so, enough to be quiet. So, sometimes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's you might be a fool to say something, but he's yep. smart enough to be quiet. Well, the the other thing though is, and 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 when we think about the tongue, we think about words. But I'm I'm going to touch another little part of it. And and Earl, you kind of alluded to this when you said the way you say something. And and throw a little science out there because it's a training thing. But when you're just verbal communication, so I'm not talking about in person, okay? Verbal communication, like on the phone or like this podcast, right? Where all you're hearing, ninety-two percent of your message is actually carried by the words, by the I'm sorry, the tone of your mm-hmm. voice, mm-hmm. how you say mm-hmm. it. Your words are about eight percent of Amen. your message. Mm-hmm. And so part of the problem I think we've had as Christians, and I'm going to loosely say that, is God loves you, and he wants you to be saved. That's an angry tone. And in today's world, I'm not talking about 50 years ago, where that when you went to church, you expected that. Matter, matter of fact, if you were a preacher, if you were trying to be a preacher 50 years ago and you went to some churches, you would not get hired unless you preached that way. Because that's what people wanted when they showed up on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't talk. You can't talk to people that way. It, it is a different world, and so part of it is we have to learn how to tone our, make our tone match our message. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that we have that we have struggled with. This has Christians. I mean, like the entire body of believers. Has the culture has shifted? Be, because I'm going to go to something else. You said, and you asked your wife, and I've done the same thing. My wife will ask me, you know, well, well, what do you think of this as dress or whatever, or or what I fixed for dinner that was a new recipe? What do you want me to lie, or <laughs> you know, how do I approach this? But there are times that we have been scared of talking the truth because there is. Part of the deal with Scripture is there is truth, period. End of discussion. There, There is gray, maybe some, little, but there's a lot of black and white when, when, when you come down to it. There is a... When, when yeah. you finish, okay, yeah. okay. I was yeah. mention there, uh, I, I think Earl said something like that. Even a fool, or it might be Robert, she said, even yeah. a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent. That's Bill. Right? That was Bill's That's dad. Bill. That was Bill, right? Bill, yeah, Bill's yeah. dad. Uh, so discerning when he seals his lips. Another thing, that's Proverbs, by the way, folks. A ton of this on speaking is in Proverbs. 
And like Robert said and Earl says, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And then there are times when silence is by far speaks a lot louder than speaking ever. Even if you have something yep. wise to say, it may not be the time to present it. Sometimes you sleep on it and present it the next day. So timing is a very important part of it. A wise heart instructs its mouth and increases learning with its speech. So there are a whole bunch of things. Just, just a couple of things. Hopefully this will lighten things up just a little bit, folks. I try to be a nice person, but sometimes my mouth won't cooperate. <laughs> a couple of comments, folks, you might get. Uh, you are a master of the words you don't say, right? Which we just said. And you are a slave to the ones you do, right? Your ears should know what you say, what you're about to say, so don't surprise them. Uh, control your anger. It's only one letter away from danger. Okay? Uh, it's... It, and it's better to keep your, well, we already said that. Anger is a feeling that makes your mouth work quicker than your mind. Mm. Right, mm. guys? Right. <laughs> uh, no one is a total fool if he knows when to hold his tongue, which we just said. That's another way. And speak only when you're sure that the words are better than your silence. So that, that's another thing. You may have the greatest wisdom in the world, but it may not be the time to present it. And that's part of where, well, what we talk about in the men's class. And what, go you, ahead. Make, you make mention about time. There's a time to do everything. And I know that I've heard, I've heard yes. from the three of you all about if you keep quiet, a fool, you won't know if a fool be quiet. Let me tell you an old joke my dad used to tell me. A dad once told his son, be, son, be quiet, and people won't know that you're a fool. So the boy went out, and uh, he went to town, and some guy asked him, hey, boy, what's your name? The boy didn't say nothing. And the guy said, hey, boy, what's your name? And the guy didn't say nothing still. And the guy said, darn, boy, you're a fool. So the moral story is the guy went back to his dad and said, dad, I didn't say a word. And they still found out I was a fool. So in the moral story, you got to know when to speak. That's it. You got to know when to speak. There's a time to do everything. So total silence don't, don't Isn't always uh, allow you to escape yeah. all the time. It, it, it's knowing when to speak and it's knowing how. How, How to, to speak, speak. And, exactly, and, and I think that goes back to the first verse, where James is saying, "Not many of you shall become should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly." Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to steal from Spider Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you are teaching Scripture, if you have been given the privilege to teach Scripture, mm -hmm. even one on one to someone, mm -hmm. you have a great power at your disposal. You know, you go go see our No Church Answers show coming soon. I think in a couple of weeks on the armor of God, where we talk about the one the one offensive weapon in the armor is the sword, which right. is the word of God. You have a hugely powerful weapon at your disposal, and how you choose to use it. And I'm sad to say, and you guys have heard me. We've talked multiple times about the evangelical group, and one of the things I always say is. They left, and a lot of them are leaving with good reason because they have been treated poorly, usually by people throwing the word of God at them and and not using the sword in the right way, but just kind of, you know, you can use a sword to parry and strike your enemies, and you can use a sword to just start cutting swaths through people and not caring if you're hitting your enemies or not. And a lot of times the, that the... The young, restless, what's called the Young, Restless, and Reformed group. Mark Driscoll was the prime example of them from Mars Hill. They spent all their time, they wanted to fight everybody. 
And it's like, okay, I get it. You're mad, but you ain't got to fight everybody. <laughs> no, the well, Lord is your Yeah, The Lord is your Yeah, your, your exactly. Good. You, you hit on Go something on. earlier about what you say, how you say it. Exactly. And a lot, of, a lot of times people these days, they not it, – it, it, to be receptive to people, that hard – I, I, you know, roaring at people, don't cut it. Now, one thing I love about Taylor, he's so accessible to hear because he talk in this, in, this, in this soft tone. And I love when he, like this past Sunday, when he makes mention about his wife being at the job site and mm-hmm. them learning about uh, his, her husband being a preacher and she don't get invited to the after work <laughs> for after work drinks. And then he starts sniffling. And, and, and those sniffles are sincere. And, yeah, that, and yeah. that makes you, that draws you more into the into his sermon because it's not only sincere, but it's, it's soft-spoken. And then no, anytime somebody drop a tear during, during a speak, that just makes you even more, it just makes yeah. you kind of more milk. But sometimes I just like to, I, I, I love, you know, him using his expression you know, not being invited after the come. You know, not being invited for drinks after. You don't the, get to uh, go to happy hour. <laughs> you don't get invited to happy hour. James used James used two things in the, about the ship rudder and the horse bit that just. Yep. I, I I thought that was just that was just epic. You know, those two. And then he came back. He bridged that with how the tongue is used for two different two different matters in reference to uh, uh, praising the praising the Lord with your mouth and then like Bill make mentioned earlier, cursing with your mouth. Yep. And, uh, I, I, and we're going to talk about that some more when we get back. This is Men Up, Spiritual Ways for Men, podcast number 242. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 242. And we are talking about the tongue. And I wanted to just throw something out a little different, though. The words you say may lead you. And what I'm talking about is the words that you boast, that you say, you may have to do things to prove that you were right or that you were the man, or you weren't lying when you said you could do this. Watch your words also means watch your direction, watch your influence, and maybe even watch what you tell yourself. You shouldn't be boasting anyway. Pride comes before True. No question about it. And as a matter of fact, talking about the the cursing and stuff, I can't use the fact that I was in the Navy as my excuse for cursing, which I did and I still do. And it's just times when my mind is weak and I have to use strong words because that's what my mother said. 
profanity is a forceful way for a weak mind to express itself. Well, there's just times when I'm just, I'm weak and I'm, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> but you know, and, and the thing about it is, and my, my wife says, well, you're, you shouldn't be doing that because you're a Christian. Well, to me, Christian is an ideal that I work for and I try to work. Yeah, yeah. And we it's kind of like, bu- it's kind of like when you have bumpers on the side and you're bowling. You know, you you might get to the gutter, but paying attention to the word and trying to keep on course, God's grace will bump you back into the lane and you'll keep going. Sometimes, sometimes when you, uh, sometimes you can say something that, and it could just, it could ruin you for a lifetime. Uh, yep. You bring oh, up, you, you bring up Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway is a, was a basketball player who mm-hmm. should no doubt be in the Hall of Fame, but he may mention about a certain group of people and back in 2007 and because he what he said about a certain group of people i don't think he ever i don't think he ever get put in the uh hall of fame and you can go back i remember when isaiah thomas made mention something about larry bird uh and that got him in trouble so sometimes you can say something that will that would blackball you out out of a particular league or out of out of the hall of fame so it's it's th- almost as bad as adultery, isn't it? A- a- you you make a weak mistake mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. twenty minutes, you mm-hmm. make, and it can exactly. destroy your life, your family, your marriage, Amen. your friends, all your relationships, everything. And just like you said, you can do give the greatest speech in the world, but if you let a couple words slip in there or whatever, I don't know what he said at all, mm-hmm. but I, I wrote the same thing down. If if you can say the wrong statement. And it'll destroy just about everything. Okay, well, here's uh, here. Let's throw some out here. Let's make sure we understand this. You're talking about like his career. His career was 15, 18 years. Who knows? He played a long time. Those are things that you should probably pay attention to a little bit more. Understand? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. As opposed with hitting your thumb with the hammer. Yes. Oh, uh, of course. Yes. Of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, a blurting out in an empty space is not the same as delivering something deliberately to a person, to a receiver of some type, whether it's but, but, media. But, but, or but that attaches to what James talked about not being able to tame the tongue. You, and, and for, as far ah, as the tongue, that's just, a really the, the tongue good. just, just yeah. getting loose and not being able to tame. Now, you, you from a profession where you sit people down and practice to tell them Absolutely. what to say and not to say. And you, and, you, and you coerce them. You make sure you don't say this. Make, be, you're trying to tame the tongue because sometimes the t- tongue can get loose and you be like, you be like, oh, you, you know, you say too much. much. You, you say too much. Your child ever say something? Or I remember I used to, my, my sister used to talk back to my daddy and my mom used to try to get a hold of my sister as to say, be quiet, be quiet. That's your daddy. Be quiet. Don't stop. Stop while you're ahead. You know what I mean. So, so sometimes the tongue can just get on a roll, and you could just be getting yourself. The more you talk, the more you like to say, let him talk enough. He'll, he'll hang he'll, he'll hang himself. Well, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. So you have to do that all the time because, like, good good funny story. When my kids were young, oldest son was in college, youngest son high school. My wife decided we were going to do Civil War photos for the family photos, and it's like right before Spencer's leaving to go to college for the fall. And she's, and my wife's standing in front of me. They're in front of her. And I'm kind of behind her. And she is going, all right, we're going to go. When Spencer gets in, we're driving down to Galveston. We're going to take Civil War photos. And I saw both of them open their mouths to start arguing. And I'm just standing <laughs> behind her with my hand at my throat going, guys, no, 
don't, don't. But it's knowing that. But I think it goes to, and, and I want to talk about this for a little bit. So we're talking about the words you use. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, I talked about how tone carries that message. When you're using the little device in my hand, my little iPhone, there is no tone attached to the words you're typing. And so yeah, even once you hit more send, so, it's, it's out. <laughs> and, and, and FYI, I don't care if you thought you deleted it. You didn't delete it. <laughs> but they can always go back yeah. and, and, and retrieve so it. So what's your message even, there, Robert? Even more so, and I'm just going to throw this out, and we can go back to the tongue, but I, I, I did want to address this, that even more so as Christians, when you're starting to post stuff on on the you, you, social that's media the tongue. thing. That's the tongue. That's the tongue. <laughs> oh, yes, it's, that's and the it's tongue. even harder to that interpret. That is the tongue. That's you, the tongue. You, when you're texting, you that's the tongue. There there were, I'm just going to say, there were things in the past two years that I absolutely had huge issues with. The way the, way the country handled COVID. I'm just going to put it that way. Did I go out on Facebook and talk about it? No, I did not. Why? Yeah. Yeah. But I did not. Why? Because number one, I was president of a professional organization here in Houston, so anything I said goes back that direction. Secondly, I'm also a Christian doing this podcast, and people know that. So I have to kind of, so I filtered a little bit. Now, I spoke truth when it was truth, Mm -hmm. you know, but put it this way. So I would post out there what I thought the important statistics were. No comments about it. Just Mm -hmm. here's the numbers. Mm -hmm. Instead of, well, see, this isn't so bad, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I just put the stats out. But I think that is where truth is truth and speaking truth is good. Mm -hmm. But you have to be careful. Speaking truth and editorializing truth is two different things. And I think that goes, A, here, because there is no other filter on it. And, B, even in our own words, because like James talks about, a little bit of a horse can control it but we can't control our own tongues, has built so aptly put when things go wrong in our lives, you know, it, you know, when that guy cuts us off, Mike, in the road. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, but the thing also, there's, there needs to be like a dis- distinction here because, um, for example, Steve, professional policy writer, uh, he's, he's writing for a purpose. Yep. No. Okay, and, a- just, like, and just like me. Uh, I'm a comedy writer, so I'm I'm writing for a different I'm a right. different purpose, and that's a different audience. Right. So. No, but, but yeah, but see, but I've seen a lot <coughs> of Christians on this little thing right here doing stuff, destroying their witness mm-hmm. because they want to get in because they want to get into fights with people over it, you know. And I. I'd say it's better to stay off it completely if you're not sure what to write. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're coming back to silence. Yeah. Right? If you know I got, what to write, that's good. I got one for you. What about the one who get a little bit of wine in them, and uh, you have to cut them off because he get the you know once you get sometimes you get a little wine and you wanna wanna just start running your mouth, you just start talking, <laughs> and you gotta just say no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's that, but but I really do think there's a there's a lot here. There's a lot more here than just the speech you use. And, and I really think that's what James is trying to convey here, that, that we have a huge message and responsibility in how we speak, the tone we speak in, mm-hmm. sometimes the words we use can affect that message. Yeah, I believe 
in this church, in this Christian church, there was some uh, people who were just giving people the piece of their mind. And, yeah. Uh, they didn't. They didn't. Ha- they didn't have no conscience, and uh, it had to be addressed. And I, I yeah. believe that's why he had to address in reference to how how you speak to each other, how you uh, you talk to one another, and like you say, the big thing is the tone and, and which tone that you use in reference to um, what words you use. But uh, again, how your tone of, of voice is whenever you speak well, to people, and I, I think that's and, that's what. Uh, kind of inspired him to uh, I wonder if address we go back, that go back to our lesson last week Bill you were here and we did it and it's it this is this letter is going out about the time that the do Gentile Christians have to become Jews mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. out oh, amen and amen. so it, are, is point. there a it, lot of oh yeah oh yelling yeah. not just mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. sit down have a cup of coffee let's have a theological discussion about this but yelling at people, well, you're just wrong, and uh, you have to go get circumcised. And mm-hmm. but no, Christ gave us freedom, and you know, Paul said, you know, if there's a lot of that going back and forth, and Steve and I kind of played off each other a little bit last week with it. But at the end of the day, James and Paul came together and issued the declaration that was issued by that council listed in Acts 15. And I'm, I'm that that's a really good point, Earl. It, or maybe they coming back and going back and forth with this, and this is what's driving that conversation. Yep. At, at that same conference that they, because James spoke, and right before James spoke, Peter Peter told the Jews that, you know, the same thing that we having tr- trouble with, you, you, you can't expect for them to do what we can't even do. <laughs> and, and not only that, can you imagine some of the things that they were saying about the Gentiles? You know, because the Gentiles was considered to be lowest, Low, oh, yeah. You know, the lower as they go. So they were probably saying all kind of derogatory statements. And then how, how can you talk bad about them and then praise God out of the, you know, out of the same mouth, praise God at the same time. So he was hitting on a lot more. And I, like, like you said, I think that 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 big council meeting that they had, they it, it was it was issues like this that, that they had to address. No yeah. doubt about that. No the author ma- the ma- makes a statement here. This is a little bit different from what you guys are talking about. But in a way, it's the same thing. He says, uh, we fail to say the right words because we choose to say the wrong words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all heard that? that that's yep. incredible. And then he goes on to explain. He says, we choose to say the wrong words because we fail to think of the right words at the time. In other words, we, we speak too quick, right, before we, before we stop and think about it. And one of the things he says to do is pray before you respond to a calmer situation. Mm-hmm. It's the old count to five right, or, right. Mm-hmm. you know, count to five before you open your mouth or even, you know, it, it, it's, and I do this all the time. I write training and I have to publish it. Yeah. I've, I never, never, well, I can't say never, never, but I never, unless there is an extreme emergency, write something and publish it the same day. Always sleep on it. I always sleep on it. Even after I've reviewed it, Mike, I always sleep on it one night and come back. Mm -hmm. If if you have a big enough thing you need to tell somebody or talk to somebody about, sleep on it one night. Mm. If it's a quick response, you know, do that slow count. Mike's talked about the five. You know, Bill said he may need to do fifteen, but you know, do that slow count before you respond, because like you said, Earl, you don't want to respond in Mm. anger. Or sound angry when you, res- or or and and I think that I think that's where it comes in. It's trying not to sound angry. Yeah, I think when the, you come back. Uh, this is working on the edges of what people are going through in every day. Oh yeah, uh, I don't have a I don't have a problem when I go to the store and get a coffee. Common, 
uh, common things that you do in ch exchanging information or making a sale or working on a project or anything like that. It's when things come up that are not in your wheelhouse and that is when I myself struggle. Um, life in the sweet spot is awesome. I have no problem carrying on conversations and getting my point across. It's these uh, other more aggressive times that I myself need to uh, to watch to watch well, it. And and uh, I'll, I'll say right now in society today, in our politics, in our church, in our just day to day relationships. Turn that volume down, people, for God's sake. You know, let's sit down and have realistic conversations with each other and talk about things. Instead, because we've degenerated to screaming all the way, all the time about everything. You know, slow it down. You know, follow the advice here of James. You know, Psalms 34, 12 through 13, the author kind of, refers to it whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies by the way that doesn't mean screaming at the person that you're mad at because they weren't a master church <laughs> you know we addressed this in the last video cast we oh, didn't yeah. quite hit on this and that's simply demonic spirits yeah putting thoughts in their yeah. minds okay mm -hmm. uh, right guys we and Folks, we got a video cast we just did, and I don't know what number it's going to be out, but, but folks, we talked about the dark powers and the evil powers. And Satan, if he catches you at the right time, like we're talking, mm -hmm. he will get you to say something too mm -hmm. quick, mm -hmm. too brash, too harsh, anything like that. He will put a thought into your mind. The battlefield is our mind, and this is what our video cast was about, and we talked about a lot of scriptures and things in there, and I just I'll, I'll present that to you folks. Keep that in mind. When you start to respond too quick, it may not be you. It may be a thought that's been placed in your mind, but it will come out as if it's you. Mm. The other party that's going to get hurt by it will not see the devil in it or the Satan in it or the, or the uh, angels, the demonic angels that put this thought in your mind. They're going to see it from you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get all the credit for either go, being go, nice. Go read C.S. Lewis' screw tape letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah tell, tell them about that. Screw tape letters is great. Right. <laughs> All right, we're coming down to the end of the podcast and want to go around and get some uh, practical takeaways uh, from the fellas and uh, start with Earl Lloyd. You know, I, I'm a big watcher of uh, uh, Yellowstone. And uh, during, during the Yellowstone broadcast, whenever they, had, whenever they got a horse, they would uh, they bring the horse in, and they had to work with that horse. They had to work with him to try to tame him. And it took this one particular horse they got. Don't know, where, I forgot where they got it from, but it took a while for them to tame this horse. The thing about t taming the tongue, it takes practice. It takes practice. And one thing that I used with my class, my ABF class, I asked them to do an assignment where they compliment three people a day. For, the, for a whole week. That's 21 people. Three people a day. And don't make it, I mean, m make it a, a genuine compliment. But it's practice. And I believe, I'm a sole believer, the more you do anything, the better you're supposed to come. So if you practice on talking nice to people, approaching, uh, just just 
a lot of times what I do, I just like speaking to people, speaking and, and, and learning people's names. And that way I just get used to just speaking to them. And then once they speak to me back, then, you know, you start building blocks. You start building the fire. And, you know, you go you go back and forth. But it's all about just uh, developing a rapport. And, and doing that, you're just practicing on speaking. You're practicing on using kind words. I recall a, a particular sermon that Pastor Taylor preached um, when he first got here, uh, he talked about his two brothers was always edited, and his mom would always say, be kind to one another. Well, I used to always take that and just try to use kind words to people. People, they, uh, kind words attract people, and when you use kind words to mm-hmm. people, they're they more accessible to you. But, again, it goes back to just practicing. That's the only way to taming our tongues. Just practice, 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 practice. And before you know it, we're talking good things and, and, and good things is coming from our tongue. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, folks, um, we didn't read the message as part of the text that, that Bill had read to us, but I, I took a little comment from the text of the message. It says, by our speech, we can ruin the world. We can turn harmony to chaos. We can throw mud on our, our reputation. We can send the whole world up in smoke, and we can go up in smoke with it. That's smoke right from the pit of hell. And as I mentioned, folks, it's like an affair. Uh, in a weak moment, we can wreck a relationship. Uh, an abusive statement can also break a great friendship and destroy our marriage almost. We can scar our children. Folks, if there's anybody that's, that's, that you don't want to hurt, it's young children hearing statements out of your mouth because they will not forget it. They may forgive you, but they will not forget it. And we can hurt our spouse, our best friend. And uh, as I said, we can be forgiven, but our words will not be forgotten. Now, finally, some common sense statements here. The author, once again, made a a few statements. I'm going to read them, folks, to you. Steps to help us, assist us to use our words wisely. Know how to listen before you speak. And all the guys have said this. Whether you wait to count to five before you speak or however you react, know, know how to listen before you speak. And here's a very important thing, folks. If somebody says something to you, if you're at work with your peers or anybody, and you think they said a brash statement to you, confirm the message by saying, did you say this? Or, I heard you say this. Is this correct? Sometimes that's the best thing you can do. It'll also, it'll also defer your own anger if you ask them that. Even if they say, yes, I said that, at least it'll take you a moment, give you a moment longer to Should think you say, did you say right. that dirt bag? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but, uh, but anyway. Uh, make sure you have a clear understanding of what is said before you reply. And that's exactly what I said in that statement. And the guys have said this, folks. Speak kindly to avoid confrontational conversation. Uh, folks, and encourage people too. You, your your speech can be, it can be from anger. Or it can be encouragement. And like Earl said, I think you. People love to be around you if you're encouraging and if you're kind. So choose your response to any comments that come your way with loving, kind, and encouraging words. Bill, excellent, uh, Professor. I think the ultimate lesson is, always speak truth, but. Do it in a way that reflects the love of Christ. And when you do it, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Are are you speaking truth because you want to get over on somebody? Or are you speaking truth because you honestly want to 
tell someone something that will help their lives. Figure out which those is and then really speak that truth. Excellent. And with that, uh, I just want to chime in one, one other thing. It costs nothing to be nice. And with that, my name is Bill Cox. This has been Man Up, Spiritual Ace for Men, podcast number 242. Thanks so much for tuning in. So on behalf of Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Earl Lloyd, my name is Bill Cox. Make sure that uh, <clears throat> you check out our No Church Answers 30-minute TV show that's on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com. And it's also on their Roku channel and other streaming channels as well. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you're still unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. Uh, it's on Facebook, YouTube, sh and sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sunday mornings at 945. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. Find a small group, adult Bible fellowship, or Sunday school class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You've got want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.